Kevin, Jr., did you really expect me to watch this movie? I I was hoping. Well, that's so loud. It, it almost hurts my ears to even watch it. You're so old. Well, that's true. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film. Sometimes films I like. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? I gotta put you down. And sometimes films I like. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation! Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. Now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's a. Uh... Call that a good intro for for that movie. <laughs> we can call it a good intro, even if it wasn't, huh? That's true. Yeah. Well, we did watch The Sound of Metal. Yes. And starting. it did take me two times to try to watch it. <laughs> okay, so so Dougie, for the listeners who aren't in our uh, our text thread, because why would they be in our text thread? Right. Uh, I go, Dougie. You gotta watch The Sound of Metal. I think you and Mom would really like it. Yes. Uh, Jordan and I watched it together. And, uh... Well, I looked at the... uh, I looked at the... Like, the preview for it. Um, Maybe not even the whole preview. Just have it, uh... I don't know what I saw. But it sounded like something I probably wasn't going to like. (laughs) To be honest. But I have learned, I have learned, I have learned as an adult that you are much better at uh, suggesting movies than you used to. (laughs) However, when I turned it on, (laughs) (laughs) folks will know by, by now we're talking about the movie The Sound of Metal. Yes. Okay, so uh, when I turned it on, I thought, oh, Kevin's gone back to his old ways. (laughs) (laughs) This does not seem like a good movie for me at all. It's loud. I do not have the best hearing. A personal spoiler. Uh, (laughs) And uh, 
you know, it was, it was just, it was hard to watch even just for a few minutes. And mom and I were watching it. We finally, got, I can't do this tonight. And we turned it off. Not knowing whether we were really going to turn it back on or not. <laughs> yeah. So I got a text saying, uh, well, we made it five minutes in. <laughs> was that from mom? Uh, yeah, I think, I think no, so. It was, I, yeah, it was you or mom. I think it was the I think it was the thread where you, me, Jordan, and mom are all on the same thread. Right, right. And uh, it's just like, okay, yeah. I granted the first five minutes is really hard to watch, and, unless you're like some big metalhead, which I am not. And metal is in like rock music yeah. metal. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been advised it's not really that hard of rock metal, but uh, yeah. So so then we got a text like the next day, maybe from Jordan, right? <laughs> and Jordan said, "You really ought to consider watching this movie. It's really good." Now the thing about that that's interesting is that Jordan never does that. So when Jordan says a movie is good, it makes you pay attention. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Do oh I my. smell something burning? Well, oh, it, that, oh that it's you. <laughs> cut really deep. Well, and you... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Burn ya. <laughs> yeah, wow. So... Uh, I sat down determined to try to watch it last night. And I went past the part that I'd watched before. And <laughs> it finally got to where he was having trouble hearing the music. And then it's the next day. In their, they wake up in their trailer. And then, then the story unfolds. Right. Yep. Uh, so did mom also watch this with you? She did not. Okay. I don't, I know she hasn't watched it yet. So, uh, yeah, I, and I think she will, but she just hasn't, I don't know if got up the nerve is the right term or not, but. <laughs> do, do you think mom will like it? Um, I think so. It's a little depressing. A little bit, yeah. I think it has a a sunny enough ending. Uh, Not happy by any means. Yeah. Not to spoil. Spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because we don't spoil movies, buddy. No, never. I think it, and not. It's actually not even happy. It's just satisfying to me. Yeah, and I came to believe that later that it was satisfying. Right at the okay. moment, it wasn't satisfying to me. Um, um, so, I had to think about it. I guess I had to think about it. And in fact, uh, the movie has uh, increased in my opinion all day. Oh, good. Yeah. So, the movie is about a drummer played by, is it Riz Ahmed? Yep. Uh and his name is Ruben in the movie. Yes, Ruben, and he and he's a, a a drummer for like a heavy metal 
band. It's him and his girlfriend, yep. basically. And his girlfriend, Lou, played by Olivia Cook. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, she's good, too. Yeah. Um. Anyways, they're, he's the drummer. She's a guitarist. They're in, like, a duo. She's a vocalist, and, uh, yeah. And vocalist, and, guitarist. Right, and one day after the show, he kind of hires a ringing in his ear. Yeah. Uh, the very similar sound to anyone who has tinnitus. Uh, and I've never had been diagnosed, but I have that ringing in my ears almost constantly. Hmm. Um, and so it was like, oh, wow, they nailed that sound because that was the sound I hear all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and And so he starts to lose his hearing. He goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you have terrible hearing. Yeah. Uh, he's got he's, like 20% in both ears, basically. Yeah. And he tells him it's going to get, it's only going to get worse. Right. Right. Uh, he is also a ex-heroin addict. Yeah. He's been clean for four years. Yeah. At one point they ask him, what did you take? And he says, basically says everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and his sponsor, Hector, uh, who we never see on screen, but right. we hear on the phone, uh, says, I found a rehab for basically deaf people. Right. And it's out. Right, because that's essentially what he is at that point. Mm-hmm. And they know it's going to get worse. And they, and he's, he's showing some signs of falling off. That's the right yes. term? Yes. That's not falling the right off word. the wagon. Yeah, right, yeah. kind of, but... Uh, it's yeah, kind of a crude term, but yeah. he's uh, uh, can't think of it. Anyway, uh, he he's showing some signs of it. He's uh, and I don't know for sure what those signs were. It wasn't that clear to me. Smoking, well, maybe one of them. Right, he hasn't smoked in years. Yeah, and uh, the second he's arguing with Lou, he he walks out of the bus and says, "Do you have a smoke?" And he so like yeah. So, yeah, that's the trigger that triggers Lou into calling Hector. Yeah, she realizes that he is potentially going on just a big time spiral. A and uh, self harm. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it's uh. So they take him to this kind of quaint rehab facility yeah. more like a it, it's almost kind of like a halfway home or not yeah rehab mm-hmm. kind of i mean it's kind of like a rehab it's, it's like full little, of deaf people who are also have been addicts if i understand it that is my understanding yeah. as well there's uh, a community there that has kids and teachers and things like that who aren't addicts obviously but, right but this group of Men and women, it they have that been live at, at the home basically. Yeah, yeah. there's like a, it's kind of like a mini condominium that mm-hmm. has like several rooms and different buildings. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. That. Uh, Maybe just a big old house, you know, the old fashioned yeah. kind with so many rooms. Right. Um, and so he goes there. He meets jo- John. No, Joe. it's Joe, and he played by played with just amazing ability by uh, Paul Racy. He was amazing. I loved him in this movie. I'm not sure I'm saying his last name right, but but yeah, he was absolutely amazing. Yeah, so good. Uh, 
and then uh, basically they they take him in even though he's reluctant and uh lou goes goes off and we find out later she's actually gone to to paris to be with uh her kind of her estranged father right she's sort of out of the picture and has to be that's one of the rules is they can't be there together it has to only be him yeah uh and he struggled a little didn't he (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, and then the it's it's kind of funny. We'll talk about this in a second. But uh, what? Oh, I just lost it. Oh, there there's a there's a something important that happens at the doctor's office right at the beginning. Oh, uh, right. Where the doctor talks about, I think they're called cochlear yeah implants. Mm-hmm. Where the doctor says we can worry about the implants later. Right now, we need to work on preserving the hearing you have left. Yeah. But what Ruben hears is, oh, I can get implants and everything will go back to normal. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, okay, this is going to be great. And the doctor says, hey, the only problem is it's it's a very, very expensive. So it's right. going to cost him like $40,000. Right. And but so he's determined to get that somehow. He knows that he's going to make that money get the the implants in and go back to being a drummer in a heavy metal band with Lou with and Lou, life yeah. will go back to normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so that's kind of the, that's his goal as he's going through this rehab. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just... It's, yeah, he's almost it's reluctantly going through the rehab. Maybe not even almost. He's, but But his real goal is to get enough money to get that yeah thinking um, that it's going to make it is hearing will just be absolutely normal right uh and so i mean yeah that's basically the story trying yeah. not to give too many spoilers right. away although i'm sure we spoiled plenty um yeah I'll, maybe the first third of the movie because there's lots of uh other pieces of it but Let's talk about Riz Ahmed, though. Oh, what my goodness. What astounding performance. Not, no kidding. Yeah. Even more interesting in that uh, he studied, he learned how to drum. It, I forget how many months he took, you know, he, he learned how to drum, and he learned American Sign Language for this. Wow, that's that's crazy, too. That's so funny to me. Not funny, but... He's drumming a total of three and a half minutes on screen. Right. <laughs> and that's how committed he is to the part, though. You know, that's pretty impressive, really. Oh, yeah. Because they could have, I suppose they could have faked that. Oh, sure. I mean, it's not that hard to. Sh- well, would be for me. Your- <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it's not that hard to position the camera to where you can't really see the drumsticks. Right, and have somebody else do the drumming. and Yeah, yeah. you're going to overlay that with sound anyways. You're not yeah. going to actually record the live drumming anyway. Right. So it's like right. there's no reason for him to do that for as short. You know, it'd be it's different for something like Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Yeah. He better learn how to play the guitar a little bit right. because he plays the guitar in almost every scene oh, of that movie. That's a good point. But like he's he drums for so little of this movie because he loses his hearing 
in the first 10 minutes of yeah. the movie, oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Wow. What what dedication by that guy. Yeah. Uh, and very impressive. And then, so, uh, and then Lou, who, uh, the, the girlfriend, who's also in the band with him. I, I don't know if that's a, it seems to be a two-man band, but not really. You know what I mean? It seems like there's more to it when they first play. Yeah, I think they're playing with a track as well. Oh, could be. Yeah, yeah. So Because we, we don't see any other band members ever. Uh, that's what I was wondering, and I just couldn't remember. So she, this is Olivia Cook plays Lou, and she that is her own voice and her own guitar playing. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know that's important to you, so I looked. <laughs> I know you're proud of me now, but it's I am okay. proud of you. You should you should become a host of my podcast with me. <laughs> wow, I, I'm so honored. Thank you for inviting me. You know, I think your trial period is over. I think you're you're gonna come on board as a full time co host. <laughs> you're gonna have to excuse me, man. I'm really brought to tears by this. Either that or my hay fever acting up. <laughs> she was also in Life Itself. Do you know that? I don't is know that. that. I just, she did, my point was she did the singing in that part as well. So I guess she's got a nice voice. Yeah, I, I you couldn't really tell in the movie, but. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> okay, I, let's, let's be honest. I find that type of music, uh, the musicians and singers that perform that style of music, I have great admiration for their talent. Right. I play the guitar a little bit. I sing a little bit. Yep. Uh, And the admiration for that skill is there. I just, however, do not like listening to it. Right. I do not find it pleasant. I do not find... uh, I do not find it enjoyable. It reminds me of a former friend who was really good at screamo. And uh, I hated that sound. <laughs> and, but but I was told by people who should know that that takes a lot of talent to do. And I, I appreciate talent when I see it. I just yeah. couldn't listen to it. <laughs> no, exactly right. Like, wow, like good for them. I, I, I admire a lot of it. Yeah. I just don't want to listen to right, it. Right, <laughs> right. Kudos. Yes. I've got my ears plugged. <laughs> um, and that's not a diss on anyone who likes that kind of music. No. There's, I'm sure there's a lot to enjoy there. Send, send your emails to Kevin. <laughs> my favorite musicians are Bob Dylan and Springsteen. Like, there you that's go. Like, you know. Probably couldn't be an awful lot further. Yeah. Unless you went with yeah. Dolly Parton. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of music I go to. So. Yeah. No, nothing against metal, just not my thing. That's right. Uh, what'd you say the guy's name who played Joe? Who played Joe? Uh, Paul Racy. It's R A C I. I haven't seen it pronounced anywhere. But it, did you do any research on him? Is he an actor? Is yeah, he, he is an actor. He's also certified ASL. He, he, uh, his parents are both deaf. So is is he deaf? He is not deaf, and he is a part of uh, what do they call it? Children of 
it's called Coda, I think. Now, I don't remember what the last letter stands for, but... Uh, probably adults. Maybe, yeah. Oh, you know, that's probably true. Yeah. So, uh, so he comes by that naturally, but man, that guy's got some acting chops. He was so good. He was. So moving, so believable. Uh, yeah, uh, let's, he, he, let's just, uh, I think, I think we've spoiled enough of this movie that we could go ahead and do a little bit of a spoiler thing, but this is a, this is a heartbreaking movie. Like, it is, yeah. This is so sad. First will you of all, put this on the front that we're going to be spoiling it? Yeah. Okay. I will. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, first of all, super stressful yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, watching him lose it, lose it, and, and even more so, watching him understand that it's gone. Yeah. Is just stressful and gut-wrenching right right and uh, then he's just sure that the cochlear implants are going to make all the difference that he doesn't understand and part of me was going well why didn't the doctor explain it better well and, and the but doctor you know said, how that is let's though not Kevin. talk about those this, he said this happens worry about the implants right now yeah this happens to me all the time though I always think things should be explained better. But if you <laughs> explain them the way I want to sometimes, you have a five hour movie. So I get I get it. It's just that that would seem to be a really common thing. You'd go, Whoa, wait a minute. And I also should add that because I've seen comments about that, the cochlear implants really help people. Just not in this case. So it, in some ways, especially the way it ends, in a way, it makes it sound like, you know, you shouldn't get cochlear implants because, you know, for whatever reason, and he and he throws his away, right? And he takes them off his head. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. We don't. My we guess don't is. See him. My guess is they're not going back on the way the movie ended. I'm not sure I agree with that reading. Uh, it has to be for me because that makes the ending more satisfying. <laughs> I just, I guess for me, the ending was him finding peace as, as uh, Joe says, the kingdom of God here yeah. uh, in yeah. the silence. That's how that movie ended. Um, he already paid for that surgery. I don't see him necessarily in three or four years after living, uh, realizing his dream of being a drummer is not going to happen. Yeah. I don't necessarily see him just being like, well, screw these implants. I think that there's a possibility he ends up becoming a something else. Uh, yeah, maybe. But his results like were so bad. Well, but they were only bad to be a drummer. No, they were, honey, they were bad to be an anything. That tinny mm -hmm. sound. Uh, well, if, if, I guess if my if hearing aid, have... if my, uh, another spoiler here, I have hearing aids. And if, uh, if, if mine sounded that bad, I would never wear them. 
Well, that's what I'm wondering is what the doctor says uh, after he gets the implants. Yeah. She says these don't help you hear, right? Because you're you can't hear anything. Right. These they they they're not they're not hearing aids. Right. Not something true. Something completely different. Yeah. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. Whether he puts them on in four years or five years or two months, that doesn't affect the ending to me because the ending to me is him finding peace in the silence. Yeah. Yeah. And, and knowing that it's going to be okay. It's not going sort to be what he wanted. Yeah. But it's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, the ending to me is he goes back to that community. Yeah, uh, that's how I would have liked to seen it end. It, yeah, that would have tied it up too neatly, I think, though. Uh, I think so? I think, he's, I think he still has a lot of work yeah. cut out for himself. Uh, but I could have definitely been happy with a three years later he's teaching at the deaf school or something yeah, like yeah. that or the handyman or whatever. Um, so one thing that was really like kind of emotional was when the guy, when, so he gets the surgery and Mm, I know uh, where you're going with this and he gets kicked out of the rehab. Yeah. Uh, not kicked out. He gets asked to leave because (laughs) that doesn't seem very different, (laughs) but yeah, he's asked to leave because, because They're not there to have their hearing fixed. Right. The The people in the community don't want their deafness to be considered a problem. Right. Or something that right. needs fixing. That's, and that's that was kind of an emotional yeah. scene was like, and because uh, Joe's like, there's too many people here that are important that I believe in that you can't be here anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so... Oh man, I knew it was going to happen too. As soon as he, uh, as soon as he sold that thing for the implants, yeah, I told, I told Jordan, I said, oh, oh my gosh, he's going to get kicked out of, uh, he's going to get kicked out of the rehab. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it made perfect sense for them to tell him he couldn't come back. Yeah, it was sad. It was really yeah. sad. It was. It's it's a it's a tough watch, but I think it was really powerful. I think the performance was really powerful. I think the story about overcoming odds is is really inspiring. I thought this yeah. movie was inspiring. Yeah. Um, I love the part with the kids. Uh, yes, where he, that he can't stand at the beginning. Yeah, because it's not so much he can't stand the kids; he can't stand being the the big kid amongst all those little kids and. You know, right? He can't stand learning how to sign his name, right? With all these eight-year-olds, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they give him a. I forgot what this was. Something. Oh, it's half an owl. Yeah. Because his eyes were so big, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they give him a like a nickname. Yeah, a sign name. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess you're not supposed to give yourself. Ah. My understanding uh, is that if you're going to get a, a like a nickname sign, it has to be given to you from a deaf person in the community. Ah, that would uh, make sense. 
but yeah, there's some great characters in the in the house, mostly Joe and Riz or Ruben. Yeah. Uh that's it's basically their story. Yeah. And I I just really loved it. I found it really beautiful even though it was sorrowful at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh it's a real film of contrast in that respect. And he learns to it it bothered me that they jumped so quickly to sell his rig and go get that the surgery when he was doing what seemed like so well. And that's when the line that Joe says is, you're acting like an addict. Yeah. And, and it was just an, another interesting thing of like things that a lot of us take for granted so much. Right. That like other people could be literally addicted to right. if you lose it or we could become addicted to sure. something if we were to lose it you know mm-hmm. um or not addicted but act crazed like an addict yeah yeah uh, to get what we want you know that was uh i, I just I, re- I found it really stunning i i was not expecting i hadn't even heard of this movie no i hadn't either until you mentioned it now I do have one question: Is it a 2020 movie? Yes. So it it, it can be considered for our frothies. Yes, it can. Okay. Um, do you think it should be? Uh, yeah. For one thing, who knows about these releases? The release date on it, according to IMBD, is 2019. But right, it wasn't. You know, I, I don't know really how to do that exactly. But for those, I'll, uh, will this air before the Frothies? Yes. Okay. So for those of you out there, uh, we're going to go ahead and include this one. Uh, if if we consider some of the acting to be uh, frothy worthy. Which I do for sure. Uh, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I'm glad you ended up liking it. You did get me earlier when you were like, how could you like this movie? And I was like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) And it's really true. Also, what I was saying about last night, I thought it was, you know, it was a good movie. I didn't necessarily love the ending. And there were some things that I didn't understand, which might have made it better. And then as the day went on and I thought about it, which is usually a key to whether I like the movie or not, I think about it a lot. Uh, I just began to think, you know, that was a pretty good movie. And by this evening, I'm like, yeah, that was a really good movie. (laughs) It is hard to watch. And uh, there's... uh, No, wait, hold on a second. It's not hard to watch. It's, it's hard like to watch really, him go through all that. It's it's a it's a heartbreaking watch. Yeah. I, I never like a movie that's hard to watch for me is something like Citizen Kane. <laughs> or just like, oh my gosh. Or like something like really long and really full of like detail that's not important to the story. Yeah. And it no character like there are movies that are hard to watch that are still maybe even considered good. I wouldn't say this was a hard watch. It's not that long. It's hard emotionally. It's, it is it's that very long. very well paced. It is that long. 
How long is it? It's over two hours long. Oh, boo hoo. (laughs) Two hours? Oh, my gosh. You okay? (laughs) You need a hanky or anything? (laughs) My point was this. It was longer than some of the movies I've watched lately. But it did not seem like it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot who I was talking to. Yeah. I'll try and find... I know you love that three-hour stuff. I'll try and find a movie that's, you know... 80 to 85 minutes for you next time. <laughs> Could you cut it under that? Because, you know, my bedtime's kind of early. <laughs> uh, I usually... I, I, it doesn't matter how long it is if it's paced properly, I guess is how I would describe it. If it's paced properly and the characters are developed the whole time uh that's that's it i i guarantee you this movie did not feel as long as ma rainey's black bottom and that movie was 90 minutes really and it felt like a slog <laughs> you didn't like it uh, i thought you I liked, liked it a- i liked aspects of it i oh. loved chadwick boseman in it well yeah um and th- and not just because he recently passed. Right. Uh, he's just really good in that movie. He's a really good actor. Right. And um, everything he did. But yeah, so I guess runtime doesn't matter to me if it's uh if it's moving quickly. And I felt like this moved just perfectly. Yeah, it it Yeah, I I didn't complain. I wasn't meaning to complain about its length. It's just 2 hours and 10 minutes. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, Gracie and I just watched a three-hour and 19 movie, or three-hour and 19-minute movie. Gone with the Wind? (laughs) (laughs) I think Gone with the Wind might be even a little longer. It is, I'm sure. I've never seen it. No, I don't know that I've watched the whole thing. (laughs) So, uh, anything you didn't like about the movie? We're giving a pretty good review here. Um, no, no, nothing at all. I'm having, I'm having trouble to think. Well, I'll go, I'll, I'll go. And it's not, uh, it's more of a preparation. The first part of the movie, especially the, the character, I mean, he's just speaking like he speaks, but he drops about 50 F-bombs uh, in, in his beginning stages of the movie, if that if that bothers you. It's pretty continual there for a while. But my real question, and it's really not a complaint so much, is that I didn't understand what was going on with Lou. I didn't understand why she went back to Paris. And I did... the. This is a super minor... Uh, complaint and it's not even really a complaint it's just an observation I couldn't read what he was looking at on the computer yeah and it went by fast so 
I lost Lou's part of the story. I didn't know why she was where she was. And I didn't know why. I guess in the end they decided they were bad for each other, maybe. Is that how you saw it? Because uh, she started scratching herself. You remember that? I don't remember her scratching when herself. They're they're talking after the party. And I, you'd have to. You'll probably watch it again anyway. But you'd see. They she she seems to be able to just not be able to get back together with him. And I wasn't sure why exactly. And I and For, I think it's because I didn't really see I really didn't understand her um, her part of the story what was going on with her because he was looking for her he found her it was right on the screen but it went by so fast I couldn't see it so uh, she was continuing to play shows by herself mm. in Paris right uh, and she was blowing up ah. Like I Did think it, it hurt? was probably, I think it was, I I chuckled. Okay. Uh, I think it was the the read I got was they couldn't go back to who they were. Yeah. So there was no point in going forward because their picture of each other was them as Black Gothic or whatever yeah, their band I name was. Uh, and so and and he. Hearing her sing this beautiful piano, well, kind of beautiful piano piece, and yeah. it, with his cochlear implants, and just at that moment knowing it was never going to be the two of them on tour in the drums, I think it was just going to be too painful yeah. for both of them yeah. to be together anymore because. Uh, because why was she upset when she was singing? Do you know? Uh, you think so maybe dad, she just realized? Or explain for me. The dad and her were estranged, right. right? So they're just getting back together. And he's like, it's my birthday party. I want to sing this song. It's a song I wrote for your mother, who uh. he tells... Who, who he tells uh, Ruben killed herself. Right. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. And and so he's like, her dad is making it this like, he's basically taking her back to her childhood and pretending like it's his birthday party and he and his daughter are these, this really close-knit family and these are the songs we used to sing for your mother that we, that we made up together. Right. It's just like... Uh. It was so false for for that that moment was so false for those two to be doing together. It was just one of those rich yuppie. Yeah, that makes sense. Things and so like she sang, you know, obviously to not embarrass him at his birthday party right. in front of all those people. But right. like to me, it was like, do you do you have a clue what I've been through? Yeah, you know, you yeah. haven't, you weren't a part of my life, like. But and, she's going to stay here. because she's performing and and blowing up. <laughs> she's I don't know if she's going to stay. I think she's going to stay in Paris and living at her dad's mansion is probably free. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I don't th I mean she's obviously not the Rolling Stones yet. 
I think she's on her way up in in that uh, in that genre. But I don't. So I yeah, like if she's a struggling artist on her way up, she's gonna live wherever she can for free, probably. Yeah. Uh, that was my take on that. But I, for the two of them, it was his breaking point after getting the implants, realizing they weren't that great, but then finally hearing her sing just a simple melody on the piano, him being like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And, you know, after that scene, this was a scene where he's sitting on the bench in that park where he takes off the implants and it's, and it's silent. And, and you can see that he's, he's found it. Yeah. He's found that, that scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or he's found that piece, right. which was, Right. A really great tie back to where Joe and him are talking about. He's like, do you know why I have you sit and write? It's because I do that every day because that is the only place I, I find peace. That's, that's where I find the kingdom of God, like in those silent moments. Uh, and there, and he says he still practices that every day. Like it's, right. you know, it's going to be a struggle with the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's right, an addict he's, too. He's an addict too. Yeah. Right. He was an alcoholic uh after Vietnam. Right. After his hearing he lost his hearing in Vietnam. Right. Uh lost his daughter and his wife due to drinking. Not not dead lost, but uh but yeah, became separated right. and estranged himself. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I was going to laugh because uh, a movie we reviewed recently, The Way Back, was neither a great <laughs> neither a great addiction movie or a great basketball movie. <laughs> and we were talking about great addiction movies. And this is a movie that came out of nowhere that I would have never thought would have been an addiction movie because it's just about losing your hearing. Right. But, oh, man, it was, it was really moving. Yeah. Yes, it uh, was. Yeah, I would agree that my least favorite part was probably Lou. And and that's that. I mean, that character has to be there for the story to make any sense yeah. at all. Um, now, granted, she did a great job with what she Right, had. absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's just not her story. And so right. she's got to be there for him, for his motivation to do certain things, you know, uh, and for him to end up finding peace because he got everything he wanted. He he basically cheated the system uh, yeah. to get the implants and got them expecting everything to be back to normal. Right. And it's just, that wasn't the point. The point wasn't go back to normal. The point was move forward. Like, yeah, we have to, you have to learn and, and grow from this. So, uh, yeah, boy, you know, I, <laughs> When I initially watched this, I was thinking this is four and a half, probably. Hmm. Uh, but I can't really find that much wrong to fault this movie. I'm going to have to bump it up to a five. Are we rating it? I think so, since did. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and rate The Sound of Metal. <laughs> you sound great. Yeah, right. What? You tell me you weren't feeling it? You were in it. We 
your hearing is deteriorating rapidly. We'll come back. Till then, Lou, we just keep going, okay? No. Lou, no. let's play tomorrow. Let's see what it's like, okay? I'm gonna be like a click track. You can play it in me. Do you understand me? I can't. I'm deaf. I'm deaf. I found a place. I think it's important that you stay here with us right now, Ruben. We're looking for a solution to, to this. Not this. I need you to wait for me. Okay, you're in for me, Lou. You're my part. You're in for me. Okay, you gotta wait for me. I'm trying to save my life. Ruben, the world does keep moving. It can be a damn cruel place. But those moments of stillness. Kevin. Well, <laughs> I'll just splice what I said right before this in, and <laughs> and now you have it. Yeah, I'm going full five on this. Nice, nice. So, uh, this to me was a bit of a disappointing movie year, but this movie wasn't disappointing at all. And the more I think about it, the more I think it deserves a solid five. Oh, yeah! Jordan is going to be so happy. Hi. Well, I live to to please her, so. <laughs> so, so, so get this. We didn't talk about this, but earlier in our conversation, we talked about how Jordan was like, Jordan sent you the text, yeah. which you then respected and watched the movie because, well, of course, if Jordan says it's a good movie, then it's probably a good movie, despite what I said. But, uh, however, Jordan recommends one movie to your 30. Boo. <laughs> Excuses. Uh, Jordan was like, your parents didn't watch the movie? And I was like, no, they they got through the first five minutes and turned it off. And she goes, are they going to go back and finish it? And I said, I don't know. I told them they should. And she goes, that makes me really mad. <laughs> well, we don't want so that. To so to have you turn around and... Uh, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Stars, <laughs> Giving this a five stars is going to make her very happy. So, <laughs> mission success. Good. So, you're going to give me that $20 we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> no, it earned a five. Uh, it's one of only a couple movies all year that really earned it, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, then... Before we get to little shop talk that we record, do you got anything else? Do you have any segment ideas for this episode or 
Ah. Uh, I don't. And I, I really don't think there's a good way to, to plug in a segment here. No, that's good. That's good enough. Uh, so, yeah, surprise surprise film coming in nice and heavy there towards the end of the year yeah. uh, for the Frothies. So, uh, you know, Frothies will be here in a couple weeks, if not sooner. The one Go thing, ahead. can I add this? Or I don't know how that will work at yeah. all, but... The one thing that we didn't talk about is what the guys did with the sound. That was amazing how they mm. worked that all in to let us understand what he was feeling, what he was hearing. And then in Great places, comment. no sound at all. Yes. It uh, was brilliant, really. Really, really good. Yeah. And not gimmicky. No. It was not one of those things where you're like, oh, and now he's deaf. You know, right. It was, just, it, was, it was really well done. Yeah, yeah. To coin a phrase from you. Absolutely. Uh, really, really strong yeah. sound yeah. editing. It really was. I, I'd be, If this is considered a 2020 film, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't uh, uh, garner some, at least some nominations. Well, I think it was that good, gold, but I don't know if if it's up for awards or not. The Golden Globes have nominated Riz Ahmed for Best Actor in a Drama. Oh yeah, uh, for yeah for twenty twenty. Right. Um. So. Okay. Well, then there. Then it's likely cons- that the Oscars will treat it the same way. Yeah. We know that the Frothies will. Right. The Frothies, which are the only awards that matter. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really, really good. All right, Dougie. Well, I think that's it for me on The Sound of Metal. All right. Oh, I guess we should say it is streaming on Amazon Prime. If you are a Prime subscriber, that is correct. Uh, you can watch it for free right now. Yep. All right. Well, till next time. One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is created and hosted by Kevin and Doug Zane. Follow our social media on Twitter at One Brew Over for Kevin and at The Old Man and Duh Brew for Doug. Keep up with the podcast on Instagram at One Brew Over. Email your feedback to onebrewover at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy the show, leave a review and tell a friend. Sound bites and trailers for films are taken from YouTube and do not belong to this podcast. All original music is written and recorded by Kevin Zade. For archival episodes and more, go to www.onebrewover.com. And thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.